Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That would be my guess. Okay. Completely uneducated opinion on what I that might be. That. But that would be my theory if I was forced to give it, which I wasn't. <laughs> Who asked, bro? Who asked? <laughs> Honestly, my least favorite thing on the internet. That's complete <laughs> random aside, but that is genuinely my least favorite trend on the internet for a long time. Welcome to Scab Talk, Escape from Dark Out podcast with a continued focus on developing the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and drone gameplay discussion. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for Airwing Marine, a Tarkov YouTuber. And I'm I'm Gabe, a Tarkov YouTuber, helping you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to Scav Talk, everybody. How has your week been, Mr. Church? What's uh, what's been going on? Um, it's been good, man. It's been good. Been doing some grinding on some Tarkov, some real gamer degen hours type of stuff going on. I just had a um a daily uh, where I had to kill scavs with the mountain machine gun. I think I saw you post that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a weekly, but turns out it was a daily because I had to kill eight scavs in total. Um, the reason I did it, however, was because it's going to give me two military corrugated ho- hoses, and those things are quite expensive and rare commodities. How much are they still now? Are they still a million rubles or something? Yes. <laughs> that's pretty insane. But the bigger question is, okay, so why why you did it, that's fine. How on earth did you kill eight scouts with the mountain <laughs> machine gun? I've got no idea. Like, I'm not even sure which one it is. Is it the one uh, on customs, the Vishala mm-hmm. building? Is that one? Yes. Not the grenade launcher. Two. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Any of the big MGs. Yes. So I looked. That was my first thought immediately was going to customs. Um, I had to do setup as well. I had like four mm-hmm. more kills. So customs was my first go to. And. Basically, the one at Stronghold, like the Rashatna New in the new area, that new construction area, there's there's two mountain guns there pointed towards Crack House is kind of like the common terminology that the, the medical building. Yeah. And there's no scavs that go that way, like AI scavs, at least. So, like, OK, let's do the one at construction because there's one at construction aiming towards bridge. But there is no scavs spawning on the road. Like the bridge and the road that sort of like mm-hmm. curves into that scav extract that leads to dorms. Um, I managed to get like two from RUAF Roblox by like shooting at them, like actually going down to RUF, shooting at them, getting them to like path towards me. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was quickly realizing that this is just not working. Then I tried reserve, and after a bunch of experimentation, the MG up at Dome is 
great because you're so far away that even when the scavs aggro at you, they're not going to hit you most of the time. And you have so much line of sight as you can hit, you know, anyone crossing between the night buildings, potentially even someone going towards a server or queen or king, whatever you want to call it. And then out in like the bunker area as well. Because originally I was doing it on top of train yards MG. And what would happen is I would get shot from behind near like the the tanks and the fields because you can't yeah. really cover that. Or I would get shot to the far left where they'd be on top of the bunker alarm. Where What is that called? The barracks, I guess you, you would say. Yeah, is that normal scabs even? Not radios yes, or anything? Normal, normal scabs. And they would be just out of my line of sight. Like you, you can only go so far left or right with the MG. Anyways, it was it was pretty fun actually. I got like, you know, I did it because of the rewards, the extrinsic yeah. value. But I I did get a lot of intrinsic fun out of it. So I think I liked it. Something like that is the exact reason as to why the daily quests are entertaining because it's something that you wouldn't ever go and do on your right. own. You wouldn't even probably make that challenge up on your own, and it gives you something that's quite rewarding. But it makes you think creatively about yeah. how exactly to complete that task because. When you put up that post, I thought, oh, that's just a funny, ah, oh, you know, look at that really funny thing that Church has put up. No one's ever going to complete that. Because I was just thinking the two in customs and then maybe reserve, something like that. But I didn't, I forgot about the one up at Dome, to be honest with you. I forgot that there was one mounted there. And as you say, that's perfect, actually. So, yeah, it's good. That's the reason why these quests are, are decent, because they make you think outside the box and you can complete them. If there's a good enough reward, then sometimes you can problem solve it out and, and do it. And that's kind of that's kind of the point, I think, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, which is pretty good. Yeah. My, I mean, on my side, I've basically just been kind of pushing quests that are easy in terms of getting XP is really what I've been trying to do. My PMC, I've dragged kicking and screaming up to level 30. And I think I'm at level 32 now. So I've just hit Ragman 2, sorry, 3, Ragman 3. So I have access to some of the class 5 stuff. Okay. So there's potential for tactic and things like that. And then some of the really really banging class Mm -hmm, 4 bastards. mm -hmm. So the M1, (laughs) M2, those guys. So that's good. That's good. That's helped. So I've kind of, yeah, pulled myself through a bunch of those quests. I'm still dancing around trying to do this or that or the other one it's it's not that easy to decide which ones to do honestly i'm really trying to min max my irl time to get the most xp that i can in the shortest possible time i've kind of put punisher on hold i was on punisher four and i got four out of ten but i got a bit bored of doing shoreline and wearing the vest so i've just been doing other stuff which is which is fine and i've been spending a lot of the rest of the time just looking at content and new things and different things and interesting stuff which i guess we can we can talk about in a bit in more detail some of the recall stuff but we can yeah we can go through that later so before we do that news wise there's not actually a huge amount this week is all i would say Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. the Green battery bars was added to the hideout so that now people can craft them. I think they're still 400k or something, so they're yeah. pretty expensive still. However, however, they with this bar to well, it's um, it, it's a craft, isn't it? It's a specific craft. It's workbench. 
mm-hmm. I believe. And the power banks are the thing. All the stuff spiked for them, obviously. But the power banks in particular were, when I last looked, 100K. I actually haven't bothered doing it. Just as a complete side note, I haven't bothered oh, really? because you can get to Bitcoin 3 even without doing any of that stuff. All that That's does true. is give you the library and you need those manuals to do the library, and they're really expensive anyway. You can't even buy them. People aren't putting it, or they go instantaneously anyway. So, And that's in Raid XP, of which I'm getting some mm-hmm. because I'm playing, but I'm getting a lot of my XP from quests. So it doesn't have... I'm not grinding tons and tons of headshots or tons of raiders or something. It's not really the same. So I've put that one a little bit on the back burner, and I'm just waiting for prices to calm down because they will. Is is what I'm doing with that anyway. I don't know whether you've upgraded it or not. I did actually because I just once that craft came out, I decided, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Um, instead of buying them because I think they were going for about a million a pop before the craft came out. So I've been, I think I bought two and then crafted three to do the library because okay. I already had I already had the manuals. And then whatnot. Mm. See, I don't have any manuals. Oh, no, I have one. Mm. I have one that's in my scav case, just sat there, just in the junk box, just waiting. I don't know why, really. It just is there. And I looked and thought, maybe I should even sell this. But because of the way the the flea fee works, all the ones that come up, people... I think Tucker Reporter put something up on Twitter showing that most people putting those up are actually losing money by selling them at the price they're selling them at. And I did a bit of a 100K, 200K, 300K, 400K, trying Mm -hmm. to find the the threshold because it's not actually that easy. Finding the threshold of maximum profit and you don't make that much. I think you can only make 250K or something along those lines. Oh, pretty good. (laughs) It's it's good. It's good, but it's not good enough for me to want to try to sell it. I think at this point hmm. I'm just going to hold on to it until I until I need it because I don't need the 250k right away. I spent the rest of my time doing Bitcoin farm stuff, so I had 10 ready to go in, and I think I had 18, and then I did Bitcoin two really quickly. Actually, it happened straight away. It was a just a big chain of events because once your intelligence center is level two, then the, the Bitcoin farms upgrading, and then but because that's mechanic three, it all just just chains around the hideout, and then as soon as everything else was done, it's like well. Bitcoin 2 is now ready. So I bought another couple of cards and stuff that in. So now I've got 25 mm-hmm. Bitcoin 2, which is what I've been focusing on more so. So the cash now is slightly less problematic. Oh, and the scav case, of course, which takes a really long time to make. A really, really long time to make. I, I forgot how long it was. I clicked it and thought, huh, okay, I'm going to see this about three days later, which is actually insane. But um, yeah, so the green battery barter was added. Christmas event is over. Everybody's reading about Santa and minus 3,000 scav reputation. It is what it is. And <laughs> uh, yeah, th- there's not been a great deal of other updates. Is there anything else? Oh, um, actually, there was the thing that, that you posted to me, which is the um, the upgrade, the server upgrades that they did. Yeah. Which I don't know whether you've noticed any difference, but the game seems pretty pretty snappy to me in the menus and it feels like it did before, back to normal. Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything different, you know. So, um, same same as usual for me. Same performance and whatnot. Yeah, it does just feel snappy and not having to go through. I think the queue in the 
evening maybe still goes up a bit. It's actually quite interesting to see the difference in the player base because if I play in the European day, there's really no problems at all. It's completely mm-hmm. fine. You get try to get on in, in the afternoon, evening yeah. when all of you guys are on and it's just huge queues. Everyone's backed yeah. up. It's quite impressive, actually. It's quite impressive <laughs> that for a game that's based in Eastern Europe, but still the, you know, the European continent, that there's, the following is so, so huge in the States. It's yeah. actually the same. If you look at the channel metrics, actually, it's the same thing. It's like 50% US. Wow. So it's not really much of a surprise, but it's still interesting to see just how much impact that actually does have on, yeah. on the game. So, yeah. I don't know. Was there anything else that we've missed there? I think that was all of the all the news. <sighs> yeah, as far as, like, I would say mainstream news, um, I want to say there was a Nice Guy video where he talked about a few things. I can't recall them off the top of my head. But minor stuff, like some changes and whatnot there has been a bit of a circulation of m61 scavs i don't know if mm. you've seen it on twitter and even some youtube videos but, i saw um, yeah i saw some people talking about it but i haven't seen it in game okay yeah because i noticed it a couple of days ago doing some interchange runs trying to find killer mm. <laughs> i would like shoot at something thinking it's killer and it turns out just a scab of a gas mask because you know it's like this big blocky headpiece and interchanges real dark yeah and then all the scabs because i was using rfb that was unsuppressed all the scabs would just like congregate to my little closet i was hiding in shooting (laughs) from the rfb is a loud gun oh yeah yeah it is and it sounds really nice too of all the the new sound files they got in for the different guns one of the scavs I killed had a Vepra Hunter, and I was like, oh, look at the mag, because he had 10 rounders, and it was all M61s. And this is at, like, the early point of the raid, and not too long ago, like, maybe yesterday or the day before that, I killed a scav on Shoreline on my way out, and he had a Hunter, and I was like, I'm going to check that, and sure enough, he had M61, so definitely check not player scavs, AI scavs. I'm pretty positive it's only AI scavs that can spawn with it. Ah, interesting. Okay, I hadn't really noticed, but that that is that is interesting because I hadn't noticed it on my player scavs at all, which is kind mm-hmm. of where I thought it was happening. And I have been a little bit lazy with checking other because I've been questing so hard. A lot of the time, I'm actually not really looting, especially if mm-hmm. somebody's out in anywhere remote in any kind of dangerous situation. I just think, well, I will leave it because I either have something in my backpack or there's a quest item or whatever that I need to take out. And so I've been very diligent with with not doing that. And I'm making money in in other ways. I don't know whether you've noticed this, but the flea market is really volatile. And I don't know whether it's just to do with this two slot thing, but the flea market is incredibly volatile. I thought the wires trade had gone. I mentioned it about two or three weeks ago. And I thought the wires trade had gone. It was gone in terms of like crazy profits. But when you say wire trade, you mean wires? Oh, craft? The, the craft. Sorry, the wires okay. craft. Yes, Just make wires sure. craft. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the wires craft was not dead, but now it was normal and makes you decent profit without being ridiculous. Because what I was doing was buying the power cords 
for mm-hmm. 17, 18, 20K mm-hmm. in European hours and then selling wires for 20K each <laughs> in US hours. And it was, it was just, it was ludicrous. It really was ludicrous. <laughs> and I thought it had gone because power cords, there was a period where they were 40,000, 35, 40,000, and the wires were selling for 13, 12, 13, which you're starting to get to the point where it's really converged. And then I chilled on it a bit and did a few others. But then when I, I started, I did some today and yesterday. And again, I sold a load for 20K and bought a load for of, of the power cords for 18. So again, it was like back to huge profits. So there just seems to be some really massive swings on all things. And I was doing some work for some other videos as well about fuel and some barters and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's just the, the the range of prices that you see hour to hour the de- so you've got long-term price changes you've got between the day when different people are on in the session so in the day you typically don't have as many people it seems to me looting and you end up with there's a lot of people who have crafted stuff but not that many people looting so power cords will go up in the day i think because all, all of the casual people who are farming stuff in the evening are not there but people who are on in the day who are crafting and buying this buying those are there so they're they're buying the power cords and selling the wires and so that that spread comes down and then the evening appears and it all widens back out again it's Mm. yeah it's very strange and then but then within the sort of hour periods these things can swing dramatically from one side to the other if you look at propane from one minute to the next it's 22k one time and it's 50k the next it's very very odd it's super 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 random with the propane and it might follow the similar logic just in a different manner with what you're saying about wires. I suspect it's what happens is Jaeger resets. People go do the barter. Maybe they don't have enough propane. Then again, I don't know. Cause and, and I, I question it because typically what you want to do is have all your items already purchased. So then as soon as the trader resets, I can just spam refresh and spam buy to try to get it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, though, what's happening is people just buy all their stuff in one fell swoop, and then that just drives the price up. But I, I do really think that the two listing limitation does play into a role of the market being volatile. For my own like preference, I just always sell like the undercut everyone. I'll maybe undercut like the you know two or three at the top. Um, I could probably you know like wires. I usually sell for like fourteen k. I could probably sell them for twenty k. I don't want to take the risk of them not selling <laughs> because man, it sucks having two slots, dude. It's yeah, exactly. Exactly. At this point, I'm doing more of the, if they're not the right price, I just keep them in the junk box and then leave it and just wait. And I've yeah. been doing more, much more of that rather than leaving stuff up on the flea. And I think that now, if you're patient, I actually think there's probably more opportunity now than there ever has yes. been. Because exactly like you're saying, I come out of a scav raid and there's 25 items I need to sell. It's really miserable, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. miserable. So if you're the person on the other side and you're patient, you wait, you know, refresh a few times, something like that, then you can buy stuff super cheap because people are offloading at prices that are a few thousand lower than 
the prevailing price, I, I guess you should say. One little kind of tweak that I've been trying to use a little bit. It was useful on very high turnover items, things like wires, things mm-hmm. like bolts and screws, that sort of type of item that has crazy turnover. You know, the one where you press F5 and then the page refreshes. And if you wait three or four seconds, you know that every item on the whole page will probably yeah, be gone. Yeah, yeah. If you try to buy an item, it forces a refresh, which is kind of useful. So you can buy, even if it's not the price that you want, you can try to buy it after one or two seconds because you know it's gone. And then it re- forces the refresh before your refresh <laughs> buttons actually come back up, which is kind of cool. You can get more refreshes than you would otherwise be able to it's like this like the minorest min maxi thing little yeah. tiny things like that they just make me happy you know they yeah. just make me happy um, so <laughs> so i was doing a little bit of that but i think you really can i think you can really get some great deals if you're patient willing to press f5 yeah. a couple of times and wait for the things because people sell them really cheap even when the power cords one i just keep going on about it because it's making money hand over fist like honestly you make it out like a bandit but even when power cords are going for 25, 30K, people still list them for 18, 19, 17, 21, 20, mm-hmm. whatever. And you can just refresh and hoover them up. It's not that bad. It's not actually that bad. So I don't know. I found that this, yeah, the flea market's making a lot of money. There's a lot of opportunity, but it's also frustrating because of the offloading of this two item thing. But I don't know. I Yeah, I wanted to see what your experience was with it. But it's It seems kind of similar i think everyone's in the same boat even pestily i watched his update video just yeah about twelve twelve now after we've had it for a bit and he did mention the two slot and that he's selling lots of stuff to traders as well so there must be that going on too yeah i don't know whether it's made the game better or not the two slot limit specifically yeah i kind of in the same boat i mean i would just say it's made it different in that you know you if you're not very a a very patient person a very opportunistic person you're going to just sell to the vendors or you know undercut the top guy or the lowest listing offer like i was thinking like if i really wanted to maximize this because in some ways you could argue you can make more money now than before as you're saying like if you just had scav boxes and scav boxes and you filled all your items like just filled into the full and then like you waited at the right time of day to sell each individual item you know you could really make some money off of that mm. um so yeah i don't know i it's hard it's i think it's different and possibly you can make more money but at the same time, it's just really frustrating, man. If you try to sell a weapon part, I, I, my best advice is like, don't sell weapon parts <laughs> unless they're like used for gunsmith because it's just, God, dude, it's miserable. If you have one, if you have one that does not sell, you're half, you're, half of your slots are gimped. So that means the next item, you have to just sit there and do nothing. You, if you go into a raid, it's, it's like, as soon as you load in, it's gonna sell if you so you sit there for a minute you can't do anything like oh it's that that's the part that bugs me is like before it was just enough you could like sell a huge stack and then maybe 
you would get locked, but you would probably have like sold 70% of your stack or 80%. Now it just feels like I sell like 20% <laughs> and I get locked. It's really frustrating. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm definitely strategic. It's, it's actually brought up some different questions, completely tangential to the, well, mm-hmm. sort of, it's related, but with the two slots, I'm now even. I actually put this in that free market video I made ages ago about being strategic about what stuff to put when and selling the high turnover items first and then the low turnover stuff later because mm-hmm. yeah, you can clear yeah. most of it and get rid of it. And then you can slowly work on those ones as you come out of raid or if you don't have anything to sell specifically for, for that one. Or you can just, yeah, keep them to one side and slowly get rid of them as time goes on. Now I'm even more like that. But then it's raised more questions for me such as okay every wipe i end up with not enough xp and too much money should i even bother so much my time is being spent in the wrong place my time is being spent min maxing on the cash but who cares because there's so much bartery trader levely stuff going on that i should just spend more time in raids so i'm actually doing less scav raids than I was, especially ones for... Normally I'll do them now to get certain items. I'm trying to use it enough so that I get... I actually forgot about Yushankas and Cowboy Hats. Duh. Completely forgot. Didn't save any of them. Just hit that quest because I wasn't expected to do Ragman uh, for a while and ended up doing it for the levels and I hit interchange, but I forced myself and just did loads of them there and run into that quest. And so I'm cycling my scav to try and get Yushanka and Cowboy Hats spawns because it's so quick and easy. But at the same time, I'm not doing any more of those big, those big runs. But even outside of that as well, there's things like the crafting itself. Oh, you know, in the hideout, you've got to cycle the crafts and you've got to mm-hmm. maximize your crafting skill, mm-hmm. whatever. I didn't even make max crafting and hideout last wipe. And I, I'm not on 24-7, but I did a lot of crafting and a lot of hideout stuff. And I didn't make it. And people who were doing it all the time made it like three weeks before the end of the wipe. What is the point? I'm now running profitable stuff only. I don't care about cycling. I'm just making money in the hideout. I'm really not bothered. I don't actually feel at this point that the crafting skill... I just... I haven't done the maths. Let's, I'm going to be honest with you, but I don't think it makes up for it doing the bad crafts just for rep or for sorry for skill points i should say i don't think it makes up for it because the idea is at the end when you're doing three craft two 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 crafts in the same station blah 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 that it makes up for it but it makes up for it when you're really rich right at the end when you don't need it um now (laughs) and so it's kind of all in the wrong place so it's made me rethink a few things yeah it made me rethink a few things that's interesting i do feel that there is a big importance on XP this wipe as far as progressing just because the gear is locked behind traders the really good stuff money you can have all the money in the world but if you don't have the level requirement you can't get the the good stuff so that is kind of been my strategy is uh spend the money and just upgrade the hideout like honestly this is probably one of the first wipes that i've gotten library so late like i just started the upgrade today it'll probably be ready tomorrow but it just feels really weird to have library at like level 35 or 36 whatever i'm at you know it's just kind of weird i know what you mean the levels do seem out of whack because i was talking which one was it i think it was chemical part four 
And I was talking to a bunch of people about how I was worried about Chemical Part 4 because I had so many issues last time because handing in the stuff and then I destroyed my reputation with Prapor and with mm-hmm. Therapist, is it, I think? Yeah. It's therapist. Prapor and Therapist. And they were both on the threshold of the next trader rep and I tanked both of them and ended up getting stuck for ages. But it was because the hideout was, sorry, the flea market was level 20 and I did Chemical really, really early. And mm. people were saying, well, you just buy, dude, you just buy the trader rebuy makeup quest stuff and i was like oh yeah of course because we have the the fleet and i was halfway through level um like 25 or something and (laughs) i just forgot because i had burnt in my mind last time from getting getting hurt by it and forgot about it so yeah all the levels seem kind of pushed up i I guess with extra dailies and things the where you'd expect to be versus where you are in the progression is now is different and it all feels kind of a bit weird they are your idea of where you are within that cycle mm. has changed a bit so even small things it's it's kind of minor but it makes a difference mentally to how far you think you're you are through as well i'm sort of surprised that i'm level 32 in some ways i don't know what what level are you i think i'm 35 or 36 i'm pretty sure i think i'm 36 because i just hit it turning in that that daily quest with the mg <laughs> um the what's I gonna say about oh Punisher Part Three shooting the scavs on customs with the AKS twenty four U. I want to say I remember having Mechanic Three, so you can buy the really good handguard for that quest in the past. Because uh, you spoke actually about this one two weeks ago, maybe. You're yeah. About the Goliath and then the really nice X, is it XRS something something something? And it's yes. got the bit that goes back and you can put the sight on it nice yeah. and close to your face and all of that stuff. But yeah, didn't have didn't have that. Didn't have didn't have access to that. And I and I wanna say in the past I typically had access. So that meant I was what, level thirty ish? But maybe that was just Maybe I bought the flea market. Maybe I got off a player and used it. It's hard to say, but yeah, progression does feel very all over the place. Like I, I, I want to move on to another topic, but yeah, talking about um, you unlocked Ragman level three. You said yes, and I noticed that Ragman three plus. Peacekeeper 3 and maybe Mechanic 3. I don't know, but we'll say those three guys. They got some really good stuff on them, man. Yeah, <laughs> like some really they good absolutely stuff. do. I mean, Peacekeeper 3, when you first unlock Peacekeeper 3, that's when you get some of the good juicy juicy things, but you're missing a few parts. So you mm-hmm. get MOE butt pad and stock and a load of the the grips that are really nice you get the, the magpul ones that fit straight onto yeah. weapons and that fits onto so many handguards as well as the afgs as well he sells them all i believe and then there's mm-hmm. more muzzles more suppressors there's just so much stuff from him the thing i was missing from mechanic 3 was mp7 30 rounders which is what i really really wanted to use mm-hmm. for the longest time because the mp7 anywhere that's not kind of long range ish just rips everybody a new one yeah. it's crazy but you I did do a bunch of dorms with 20s and it works, but that gun <laughs> spews ammo like yeah. crazy. I had five 
and I ran out of bullets. It was actually one of the drop streams one that I, that I did and had a ridiculous fight with two dudes, killed them, and then two scavs came into dorms and I ended up r- running out of ammo, having an AI scav outside the door, packing a mag while he was just stood there, or packing a bunch <laughs> of mags, and then doing some kind of like weird... Sp- so there was a, a player scav came in then with a grenade, it went off, burst out, killed like one guy, reloaded, killed the second and sprinted out of dorms. It was actually pretty cool. But with the 20s, you don't really get much leeway because of the fire rate. And y- yeah, it's got that... that ammo disappears in a complete flash and even with five mags i ran out in a just a general kind of dorms fight with sort of three different people i ended up running out because you need your ammunition for lots of stuff honestly i think you come to realize it when you end up using some smaller mags for a little while you realize how important it is that you have those rounds to be able to fire around the corner to sight people out I have been doing some better plays in general. I'm just sort of, my, my mind's sort of spinning off and thinking about this, but there's a couple of fights I had against, there was one against a duo. They were quite low level, so I felt a little bit bad about it. Slash, not that it was actually that epic, but I was leaning around and there was a door and the guy had the door in the way and I shot just through the door a couple of times, made him move and stuff. So there's some cool things like that, but you need the ammo for that. I'm actually experimenting, and this may well, I think this is going to turn into something, I don't know, but I'm experimenting with what we've talked about previously about the um the durability mechanics and yeah. the 93 percent thing and why no, no one really uses the 60s anymore because everyone's scared about mag block chat whatever more failure to feed chances. right yes but i don't think you can get one above 93 percent. i think you're right and without overheating so long as you don't overheat the gun you yeah. can still use the big the big mags i believe so i'm i'm toying with some stuff in that department i don't really have any results as of yet but yeah, I don't know. So anyway, so the MP7, I think it's going to be great. They're, they're, they're sold out all the time, the 30-rounders, which shows that they're good. And the subsonic ammo is sold out all the time. I think that's partly because yes. Mark was using it. But <laughs> that's got something to do with what, you know, some of the things that have been going around and some of the stuff that I've yeah. put out recently as well about the ammo. And then, yeah, Ragman, Ragman 3. I've not had the pleasure of using him too much yet, but I bought one of the M2 rigs mm-hmm. with the barter just because I could. And so I just put it in my stash. But I can get the tactic from him too. I actually forget what he has on him completely. But I think it's the so at that point, yeah, tactic. I think is that the only level five you can get from him though. I must be wrong about that. I I didn't spend too long looking at him. You can get a um, a Gen Four mobility, or what are the yes Gen Fours? You're right. But I think it's locked behind a quest now, and I might I might Uh, be wrong. But yes, it's, I think I think you might be right because I had a quick look and I remember there wasn't actually a great deal that I could get, mm-hmm. and it was the the tactic for straight away, and I can get the gazelle with the barter. Yes, that's the one you can get the gazelle with the barter. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the other one. That I think that's the one that I'm going to use quite a bit. I think people really dislike that armor, but you know, for the price, I think it's I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Low durability and doesn't repair very well, but it's okay, you know. It's better than the current in some ways. But I've been using that a little bit too, but that's really expensive because that's only the diaries too. I don't know. Level five is in a weird place. I'm not sure exactly how how that fits in as of yet. I don't know. I, I just haven't decided. The part of the problem comes back to how 
as I said before, everyone's the second coming of John Wick these days. So I die to headshots constantly. So I just think, <laughs> well, should I be buying level five all the time for 140,000 rubles or whatever it is when it comes out with the barter for the cheapest, worst possible class five armor when someone with Makarov ends up headshotting me, which happens all the time. I'm getting, I get headshot all the time. It's, it's crazy. But anyway, so yeah, between going back to your point, between those three traders, you get some real good stuff. You really, really do get yeah, some real good stuff. Yeah. So the super cheap barter, the, the M2 rig is is crazy. That barter is really, really good. And then now, to be able to kick your guns out properly, it's um, it's nice. What is the M2 barter? Because I I only recall the M3, or sorry, M1. <laughs> Everyone loves the Aquamari and right. what's the other part to it? I don't remember because I don't. Kavass. I've not been doing that one. Oh, Kavas and Aquamari. Oh, yeah, it's they're, they're really expensive. The other one is weird. The other one is Kiva face shields. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Colpac is it Colpac visors oh, and Colpac visors and round frame glass. Yes, and the sunglasses exactly. And this is great now. Because this is the problem when when you do something on it, when there's so many things, and then it's a few weeks later, like I've already forgotten, so I kind of have to go and watch my own thing, or go back through my own notes to figure out what they are, go go and look, because I do actually forget quite often. But the round frame glasses were part of the hex barter, right. which is now gone. So the round frame sunglasses are really cheap. The visor is kind of cheap anyway because mm-hmm. it's not that well used. But then there's a chainlet barter for the for visor, the visor as yeah, well, yeah. and so you can get that. You can that. get that really, really cheaply. Three chainlets are normally about six, so you get eighteen k for that part. Round frames can be seven, eight, something like that. So twenty four for that part. So you're looking at fifty k. You can get it for cheaper than the rat rig, and it's good. It's got, I think, it's fifty percent more durability than the M2, and it's decent size. It's huge. No one ever takes it. Right. It's almost the. It's the perfect rig church it's a perfect rig <laughs> no one takes it it has no two by two so for me that's perfect no one's going to take my helmet out in my own bag which i absolutely <laughs> hate i hate that i understand why people like the tv 110 and yeah. the m1 and the avs because if you're a mega chad and you run around and people you've got one on yourself and you're killing everybody you can min max tons of loot in there you can put the rig in your bag it mm-hmm. stacks it's like a container that's fine the problem is I die half of the time and that <laughs> happens to me. So yeah. they use yeah. my bag as a big as a big sack. And so those ones I tend to try and avoid a little bit and get a bit more back on insurance. And I think that one's perfect because it's only two by two two by one slots, huge, four by four in the bag, so it sucks to take. And it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's gonna replace my rat rigs, I think. Yeah, at this point, I'm gonna do the same. Now you've mm. totally convinced me on it for like my throwaway slash budget runs. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna start doing yeah, that. That's good. But yeah, those, those three dudes are good. Have you been? Well, have you been using anything else from any of those guys? I mean, the MDR 56A1 is a good one as well. No, because like I said, I've been doing silent caliber and setup, so. Uh, have to wear a armored vest i've been doing the thor armor which is like a class four i don't even know if it's even that good i think it's like slightly better than the rat rig if i'm not mistaken it's very similar it's, it is slightly better but it's very very okay. similar and the gazelle because 
I gotta get a gazelle back through insurance. That's fifty percent less durability, unless I find one. And then, what was the oh the Karuns? Because the um at the time I had the barter with the diaries, which I mean usually you get it for around one hundred and twenty k, sometimes less, like very often less in my experience. Because the diaries you could get for like. Sometimes it's like 36k, 32k. You only need four of them, right? Yeah. And now that I have Trapper 4, you can buy them straight up, two per reset for like 110,000 rubles or something. So it's, it's interesting because back when the Karun first came out, <laughs> dude, that, I think it was purchasable. Level three prepper, just straight for rubles, and everyone had class five armor. So class five yeah. is definitely like it was like you know the low is like packa and whatever you can scavenge from a scav, and then the like I don't know average would be class four, and then the top is class five. <laughs> Yeah, so, at the moment, yes, that, is, that does yeah. seem to be the case for sure. I do remember when they brought it in, and it was incredibly cheap to, to repair. Do you remember that was the reason why people loved it so much? Because it would either come back or you take one off someone else, and it was fifteen k or something to repair it. And they changed all the prices, so it ended up being a lot more to mm -hmm. repair back. And it wasn't just that True. one, but that was the one they changed the most, I believe, back okay. when it, when it came out. But yeah, I saw someone in chat actually for anybody else who was thinking about doing. The gazelle one because I need that too. Um, so I was saying that there's zero to fifty percent actually appear quite frequently on fence. Some something that I always forget to check. I always forget to check fence for lots yeah. of things. I think given that we're talking about it, I saw a post from from Airwing. He was talking to somebody else on Twitter, and he said that he actually got a lot of his manuals from fence when people were just selling them there. Didn't realize they were worth a lot, and he wow. bought them all for about five k, wow. which which is pretty nuts. Which is pretty steal. nuts. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's that. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's it's interesting. I've not really been using Class 5. I've used the Karund occasionally on runs where I'm expecting to run into people and mm -hmm. I'm not in CQB and I'm kind of going outside. I was outside Shoreline looking for Quest Packer, not Packer, Punisher. Punisher kills. That's the one where I tend to be using it. Because anytime I'm going to be in close quarters... I just feel I just feel like I'm going to get shot in the eye socket. I do, I do. And the chance of getting a headshot is quite high. And you really have to take that into account. It's problematic. Even even wearing a level 3 visor in factory which I did last time, I thought, oh, "I'll just take the kiver in anyway and boost my volume up." And someone <laughs> shot me with PP ammo straight through the face. And yeah. It's difficult. I was looking into the next stage of that, which is the the helmet, again, is helmets that I've just never, ever used. The Is it the 2DTM, which is Class 4 and Class 4 on the visor? There's one which is Class 4 visor and Class 4 helmet. And I think it's the LSA. They've all got funny yeah, names, haven't they? LSA 2DTM, I think it is. And that's got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the one with, the one with 4 on both. Oh, Ragman 3, you can now buy whatever it's called. You can buy the visor from him, which is better. Right. The helmet is still quite expensive. But I think it's seventy thousand or ish. 
but you can get the visor from him, and that's maybe a potential because class four on the face will save you from a shot. Yes. It will save you from a shot. You might not die instantaneously. Maybe if someone's using BT, but you might not die instantaneously. So I don't, I don't know. I think that's really tempered my want to use class five a lot, just because I just feel like you need to be outside and fighting at a reasonable range so that people can't just spew bullets at your head until you die. And most of the helmets at the moment, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I'm wearing the Ratnik, it hasn't saved me ever. This wipe, I haven't had any ricochets. I've worn the TC2002 quite a bit. It's got no ears protection, so that hasn't saved me at all. I've had no ricochets from that. I don't think I've had a helmet ricochet, maybe one helmet ricochet this, this wipe so far. And it was right near the beginning, and it was against PST. And I think I was wearing a level four. But it's just been headshot city through visors, through level like class four helmets, through anything, it doesn't seem to matter. Hmm. Which has made me very scared of the headshot and reluctant to take in lots of things with my head unprotected. I don't know. <laughs> I had I played a couple of raids of Arrowing the other day on customs and you lock, man. Like I was, I was bringing all my good, good gear. I figured mm-hmm. if I die, he might be able to ditch it. Yeah. And um, I had Santa bags sitting and pilgrims sitting in my stash because you can't. I mean, you can vendor them, but it's just like yeah. you can't really market them. them. Yeah. Like, let me just go and use them, anyways. A you lock saved my life, dude. Probably five times that raid. It was like or those raids. It, it was insane. I I really like the U-Log. It feels really good, this swipe, especially because there's not ammo's a little bit more because BT's 50% chance on uh, Class 4. So is yeah. 56A1. There's... What's the other there's one? There's AP20. <laughs> yeah, AP There's a lot of stuff at 37 pen. There was a lot of ammo at 37 pen. Yes. I think 37 pen is the deal. It's a, people don't realize necessarily just how big of a deal 37 pen is and how many ammos are in that particular category. It's crazy. If you have 56A1, BT, SS190, AP20 yeah. slugs, <laughs> and they're all 37. And then you've got a couple around it, like Subsonic at 36. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's why, that's the reason why FMJ is so good, because it's 40, the MP7. And 40 just goes, whoosh, sells straight through. 90%. That three pen makes all the difference. But anyway, yeah, you like, I, I should probably use it. I think it might I, be worth the money. I don't know. I think it is because you can snipe them for like even the black ones for like 60K easily. Mm. You can get the tan ones, but they, they stick out way too much for my preference. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they are a little bit cheaper, but. Yeah, I, I prefer like the what is. What is the ones they're like A C C H or A the the Highcom? Oh yeah, the the basically yeah. a U-lock without ear protection, and I the high cut one. Yeah. I just swear them off, man. Because if if I'm gonna wear a class four and doesn't cover my ears, as soon as I get the screen that's like head ears, I'm gonna smash my keyboard. Making the face shields and visors video that made me think more about the ballistics and about white ears is so important. And the fact that ears covers that piece here means that normally you're getting shot at from an, an acute angle anyway, which means that 
you're actually much more likely to get a ricochet mm. because of the angle that that hitbox gets hit at. Because I believe that the head is just modeled as a sphere anyway, and that rounds they decide on which hitbox they hit based on the. I think it's something like the center of the sphere versus the angle of the round on that particular, um, I don't know, the, the, the outside surface, I suppose. And it is just a sphere that's split into different segments. It's not like those hitboxes are distinct, so to speak. It's all one hitbox, but the particular angle that it hits, it ends up going, getting allocated on like a table to which hitbox it is. So you end up with the ears hitbox always if you're facing them straight on, then you end mm-hmm. up with a quite an, a, yeah, quite a shallow angle. And so you get up get a lot more ricochets, which really does help. And yeah, there's a few of those helmets, like the TCs are the same TC 2002, whatever. And they're really yeah. cheap, probably for a reason they vendor for 32 K. You can buy them for 32 K off the fleet. They're not actually a great deal more than you do the two bleaches. They're 9,000 each or something in 18 K you spend 10 K more and you basically get one of those things. But the class four on top, it's well, Top of nape. How many times you get shot in the nape? I got lower nape right. the other day, by the way. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is this? But, but yeah, top of nape is just, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very annoying. So at least you get that ears ricochet hitbox mm-hmm. and it's class four two. You know, it's, it could be, could be interesting. But um, right now, I'm just running no helmet pretty much. Unless I have them in my stash, I'm just running no helmet at all at the moment and running quite cheap loadouts. I'm not really using anything that expensive. Mm. it's been it's been kind of uh kind of funny yeah on uh you were talking about the zsh-1-2m helmet i looked it up because driving me bonkers okay uh the i don't know if you did this or not but if you turn in chemical part four the skier you unlock the black version which is on Ragman 3. Because the green version's on Ragman 2, but you can't get the visor for it. The visor's on Ragman 3. And the black version is cheaper than the green, because that's how it works. But anywho, I remember... I'm guessing past- everybody has that. Because everyone finds it chemical to skier. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just remember... Pastelli said, always turn this in the skier because you get this helmet. It's a good helmet and it's cheap. It's like ingrained in my brain from my early days of learning Tarkov. Yeah. But it's never really been a helmet that I've used, but the swipe I've used it a bit. Um, which is cool. You know, I like I like using like this swipe. I don't I should say last swipe. I don't think I've ever would have used the M2 rig <laughs> like ever. <laughs> But this swipe, it's like, yeah, I can totally. Or even the tac tech. Like, I don't think I would ever use a tac tech. Really, I quite like the tac tech. Oh man, not not like in my more recent wipes. It's just like garbage, you know. <laughs> Straight to ACPC. Ew. This th- yeah, exactly, exactly. Ew, this thing's trash. Let me. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. It's interesting. But... I mean, yeah. I mean, previously, I've never really used PP on purpose. For mm-hmm. five for five, mm-hmm. and I've used that this wipe a bunch. Just it's it's interesting. It's how things are flipping up. It's quite different. Yeah. Talking 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 about ammo. Yes, yeah, talking about ammo. I'm going to discuss 
the mighty highs and lows of the 7N40 round, my okay. experience with ah oh, the trials and tribulations. So okay, so I've I've released a bunch of videos about mm -hmm. recoil, round recoil, 7N40, all the stuff. I was doing loads of testing looking at tons of different guns with different recoils with different calibers with different types of rounds and the first set of things was about 740 itself and the recoil reduction blah 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 right and so i was doing lots of interesting analysis and, and thoughts and so clearly on me i had my meta ak i had a not meta but decent 762 weapon i had a p90 in my bag i had an mp7 i had okay. all my subsonic rounds i had all my 7 and 40 rounds i had 90 rounds of Igolnik. And then, um, and then I, and then I queued into factory by accident as PMC <laughs> at night, because I was just like running a scav. No. I was going to run. I was, tr I was testing out the scav night run thing as well because people were talking about it to see whether it worked with the boxes. So I just click, click, next, accept, and then I was going on doing something else. Oh. Load into raid. Okay, let me flick across. Flick across the thing. Oh no, it's my PMC. Oh, oh which board am I even at? Because I wasn't paying attention. I was probably didn't even look for 10, 10 seconds or 15 seconds or something. Which board am I at? I hope I'm not a glass corridor, but I'm down by gate zero. Look in my bag. Yeah, I've got all my stuff on me. I've got all my 7 and 40 rounds on me. And I no. thought, oh, and I unloaded and was like, oh, I have one 7 and 40 round in the mag. And then the rest of it's um, other stuff. The rest of it's like US or mm -hmm. I don't know. It, sorry, it was a Golnik. I was like, well, that's, I know I've got more Golnik, so it's okay. That's fine. But at least I've only got the top. I've only got them top loaded. Little did I forget that I loaded them sequentially, so it was one and then two, three, four, five into like tons of mags. So I actually had all of it on me, but I didn't realize. So I didn't put it in my secure, and went through, went through. But I had no flashlight. I had no factory exit key, so I had to go out yeah. of gate three. <laughs> what I should have done is what I should have done in hindsight because I kind of panicked a bit because I was yeah, in the middle of doing other stuff. I wasn't ready to play a factory raid. Yeah. And not a 20 minute factory raid, let's put it that way. So what I should have done was I should have hidden around the corner and just waited and kept my headphones on and just really ratted it out and then waited right to the end and then left. That's what I should have done. I didn't. I tried to traverse through the map and I got near to gate three and some dude was patrolling around there with his flashlight and killed me, shot me through the eye, obviously, with um <laughs> FM with match FMJ ACP. And I was very, very sad. I kind of had to take like about four to five hours of thinking about Tarkov, even looking at it, turn off all of Twitter, everything. I was like, I can't actually even look at the game right now. I feel so sad and so sick because that was, it was all of, I'd realized when I got back to my stash, it was all of my 7 and 40 and I did not have any more. Dang. And I hadn't recorded the footage yet for the second part that I wanted to make. And I was like, I'm going to have to do the second part of the video with US rounds for 545 because I've lost all of my meta rounds because I'm a dumbass. Dang. but that's my story church that's my story and it i felt really bad about it and it actually feels kind of funny now but i actually felt a bit a little bit sick because normally like it's just video game pixels doesn't matter but i was like a i actually wanted to make some content with some of this stuff mm -hmm. yes i could spend another 400k and buy another meta ak if i so wanted to but that's not really the big deal so the fact that i lost the 30 rounds of the rarest ammo in the entire game you only get up airdrops mm -hmm. that i've only ever found once and that i want to specifically talk about that was the thing that made me really really angry so anyway i did all the footage and then like two raids later or something i killed some guy who'd found an airdrop i saw the airdrop first came in afterwards shot the dude as he was going under the bridge in interchange away from idea side they were going off to railway there was two of them shot the first guy 
and would did a big wheel around because I thought, well, he's going to camp the body and I'm just, I need to do some other stuff. So I went to go do some other stuff, came back and thought, well, I may as well go and check him because maybe they were both loaded down. He couldn't have taken his, the dude's stuff anyway. Went back with kind of 10 minutes to spare because that's what I had time left for. And yeah, he had all of his stuff on him, dog tag, everything. The guy hadn't taken anything. So I just took all of his stuff and he had 30 rounds of seven and 40. I was like, Whoa, hey. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the scav on Woods when I was doing another quest, I think it was one of the plant the things, Chumming or one of those, he had another mm-hmm. 20, so now I'm back to 50. So it, it swings and roundabouts. But yeah, <laughs> w- honestly, what a roller coaster. Jeez, dude. It was, yeah. It was, a, that was the proper, the terrifying lows of Tarkov. The proper, the proper terrifying lows. I could have sworn I clicked Scav when I pressed into that mm-hmm. night raid. I could have sworn it, but I just, I've been getting lazy and I just pressed ready. I just went click, click, ready. I didn't even go through the insurance screen or anything and just straight through. So I didn't really look at my character. And I think I had the spinning character loading thing. So I couldn't see which model it was even. Because it would have been obvious mm. that it was the PMC. But sometimes yeah. when you're loading in, I guess you get this too. You don't even get to see because it's just an, a spinning yeah. circle. You can't see which character it is. And I could have sworn I'd clicked scav, but apparently not. I was... A small part of me was hoping that whoever it was would message me afterwards. A little, a little part of me was hoping that someone would be like, hey, man, what is going on here? This is nuts. And me to be like, because I was so angry, I didn't actually save the guy's name. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I, could, I was going to message him, but then I couldn't remember what he was called. And I was going to be genuinely be like, dude, you can keep all the stuff and I will bring you extra stuff if you want. All I want is those 30 bullets back. Is all I want. You can keep everything else. I will bring you another meta AK if you want. Like whatever you want, tell me. I'll bring you a manual. Whatever you want from me, military tube, whatever. Please give me those thirty rounds back. I was so tempted, but then yeah, I didn't. I didn't record it because I was. I wasn't even recording because normally I record everything. Mm -hmm. But it was a scav night factory raid, so I don't record those. I was just doing it for loot and testing out the containers things. So yeah, I didn't have the guy's name, and then just yeah, it was just just despair. (laughs) <laughs> that's all i can say is it was just yeah it was awful it was Dude, awful i think i would if i was in your situation i'd i'd probably go on a big giant bit of baby rage dude and go make a reddit post or something like, like i noticed you said a lot of the emotions you're describing you're like i was just sad like you started off sad and then towards the end you were like angry mm. and which which was it more? Was it just like despair, as you said, or was it just pure rage? It was definitely it was definitely sadness. It was like you know the feeling when let's say somebody asked you to do something and it was really important, mm-hmm. and then they say, "Hey, did you do that thing?" and you you forgot, and the bottom just drops out yeah. your stomach and it's yeah. just cold. <laughs> it was like that basically. It was that's the best way to describe it, and then. I thought, I'm not going to live this raid, am I? Um, and once I'd said, I was set myself up for failure because I didn't have, a, I didn't have sights on my guns. Church. Like the whole thing was completely shafted. Yeah. I think I had a rat rig on and four guns, none of which had the right stuff in them. I had random bits of US packed into, it was US and a Golnik and 7M40 packed into different mags. I had the MP7 with all sorts of garbage. Half the rounds weren't even packed into magazines they were all loose it, yeah it was just despair it was just despair <laughs> but anyway we we managed to overcome that we managed to overcome that and the video that i did about 
recoil really went quite crazy actually a lot of people yeah. checked it out which was cool which was basically like yes rounds now have the recoil stat working and 7 and 40 is broken and there's potential <laughs> for uh, some other things mm-hmm. which was on the follow-up and after making that so i erin popped into my chat and spoke to me about it a little bit like a ton of people on youtube were talking about the potential for kind of top loading as well and i hadn't really thought about it properly i didn't really know what people meant somebody said an accuracy bonus for top loading the top round or something i i thought okay so the first couple of people who mentioned something along those lines i thought they meant the old bug where no matter what ammo you had if you just held the button down it used the stats from the first round which Definitely isn't the case after I've tried it. But I think that used to be something a, lo- a long time ago. Mm. People thought maybe it was still in. So if you stuck one round in that was lower recoil and then you had a Golnik underneath, you wouldn't have the Golnik recoil on mm. those subsequent rounds okay. because the first round it was using those stats. That's not the case because if you if you go half and half, you go like tick, 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 and then the Golnik kicks in and it's like it's horizontally actually where you really notice it, which is quite interesting. But interesting. it's very clear when the agonic kicks in but so there was a lot of people who who spoke about that and, and mentioned it and after kind of i got the idea from it was probably about the third or fourth person who said it and mm-hmm. i thought oh actually yeah no that does make sense and went to go and have a look at it and it's potentially potentially interesting to in short load a couple of low recoil rounds at the top it's only specific specific situations that it works in. I had a ton of people being like, oh, wow, what happens if you want to try and get one, you know, one tap headshot where you've got the US round loaded in there and stuff? I'm just like, dude, I'm just telling you this is how it works. Like, you can yeah. you can use the information however you like. I'm not telling you to do every raid. I'm not telling you to do it in every mag. You do what you like. Somebody did have a great idea in the comments, by the way. So imagine you load, I don't know, three rounds of US into the top of your 545s just because it's way, way cheaper than seven, or you, you can get it. And right. it reduces that record if you're spraying at somebody. Well, you can actually rack the bolt three times if you really do need to and you have the time to line up a shot with something that's higher pen. So if you've got your goal underneath it, for example, or even BT, you can and pull those rounds out of the magazine. And uh, um, so you can get to your good stuff if you, if you need to. That's interesting. It was an interesting one. It's like, again, it's. Do you, is it always good? Well, well, but in the situations that I'm thinking about, it's, you know, look, it's like it's a thing. It's a thing you can do. Do it if you want. Do it if you don't. It, it might be useful. I don't know. I think for, um, I think for something like, because I had a few, lot of discussion with people about something like the P90, yeah, with SB193 and SS190. And yeah. what's interesting is that, so, SS190 goes up and down. Fine, every other round. Right. The P90 recoil is low, but you still get the recoil. Recoil goes up, recoil comes halfway, and then it's steady. 193 also does that. So it comes up, and then it mm-hmm. comes halfway, and then it stays there. But it's just very, very small. The pattern's quite small. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. it's not the biggest deal ever. But doing the 193 and then the 190 thing, you don't get that pattern. I think this is kind of the point. Maybe I didn't emphasize that enough because a lot of people were talking to me about it in the comments. But you don't get the up and down pattern. It just goes up and then stays up. There is no bump. The bump disappears completely. Because which is pretty cool. Like you get the climb of the lower recoil, and then mm-hmm. you get the steadiness the steady. of the higher exactly. ammo. That's exactly so that's even super though, interesting. So even though SB one nine three, the recoil is very small and easy to control. 
with the combo mm-hmm. you don't have to control it really at all you just have to pull down a little bit at the start and that's it and then it just stays in the same place which is kind of cool i thought that was almost the coolest thing and yeah. i didn't spend as much time with the mp7 as i would have liked actually on this i focused mostly on the p90 but the principle should be the same i didn't i didn't test it as, as much as i wanted to though so i don't know but there's lots of ways to do it and there's it's it's, in, it's it's cool it's interesting it's it gives some more variety and some potential if you're going full auto really which needs a little bit of a help i think it needs a bit of a hand i don't know i just wish that the 762 us's were not at prapple 3 because i think being at prapple 3 no one's really going to use them yeah i, I think it's a bit too far down the progression because um, can't you get BP from Prapper 3 once you complete Punisher Part 6, I want to say? Let's see. Oh, you get which, sorry? Uh, uh, 762 by 39 BP. BP? Oh, BP, yes. Yeah, so basically what I'm saying is like you, you're choosing between US or BP, essentially. Yeah. And so it's like it feels. Big... Yeah, and US is. Hmm lower pin than ps but it's at a level yeah. three tier i mean i get it it's subsonic it has the recoil reduction but it, it just kind of feels like maybe that should be a tier two i i i agree yeah it works less well for seven six two in, in my opinion but mm-hmm. i don't know it's cool it's interesting it's something different. yeah for sure i i feel like what they did uh, my belief is that post this patch ammo was inconsistent some of it worked some of it didn't like i swear by my recollection of my testing in my video that us ammo didn't work but it could just be that that recoil was so low and my testing methods were not the best that it would have been really hard to see the difference you know, um, whereas Maybe. now they scaled up the recoil. Mm, so now it's a lot more evident. Like. I think you said you used to use subsonic for the P90 or sorry, MP7 and the MP7. Yeah, but I've always had a soft spot for the MP7 subsonics. I know. I know. But did did you feel like it did anything? The recoil reduction? I want to say you yes, want... but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like we want to believe it. I felt like I know. I... I I feel like when I used to fight down office corridor with the subsonics, I could land shots more easily down there because mm. I always felt that FMJ was slightly too uncontrollable for that distance, which I never okay. want to feel like my SMG is outranged by the terrain in factory that was the way that i felt about it and i always did think that it mattered because the mp7 with 50 recoil on the a1 because i'm a cheapskate and fmj ammo with a 900 is it 900 i think was it 950 i think the mp7 is 950 50 recoil is no joke when you're firing at 950 rpm yeah. let me yeah. tell you and even the office corridor feels like a small stretch <laughs> <laughs> yeah it can start to stretch a little bit with that initial boost as well right, it really right. you know it's the it's half the height of the corridor <laughs> unless you're controlling it really really well but again it's difficult because the rpm is so high 
So I always used to like the Subsonics, and I do feel like that. I I can't guarantee this, but it feels yeah, yeah, yeah. feels like it used to work. I think I think it did. I think it did, but I just can't tell. There's no way to know. Well, at any rate, I'm just glad that U.S. Ammo's gotten some love because I swear it it did nothing in the past, and now it actually has a use. Like it actually does what it says it does, and it's very noticeable too. And, you know, the, as I mentioned, the recoil uh, changes being increased, right? You really start to feel these. Uh, a 50 recoil M4 does not feel like a 50 recoil M4 last patch. Like, it's very noticeable that that recoil. I'm seeing a trend of, like, DMR sing, single fire guns. I'm seeing a major trend and the ammo that reduces recoil, like we talked about S193 and um, Subsonic for the MP7, like it's always sold out. I've been watching a ton of Landmark YouTube videos. Really? Yeah. They are funny. <laughs> oh yeah, the content's great, but I've been paying attention to the guns that he's been mm-hmm. using and seeing a lot of umps, which I think that's like, it shoots slow and you can put the base ammo is pretty good, and then the AP ammo is also really good, but because it shoots slow, it kind of helps with that recoil. Yeah, And it has a silencer, this wipe, which helps with that recoil as well. Yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. This, this, I, I really think there might be a viable strategy to top-loading with, you know, US ammo or SS-193. I've been mostly seeing Landmark just use full mags of Subsonic or SS-193. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's the thing. It is with the MP7 and the P90, it is actually completely viable to mm-hmm. use those those rounds. Because yes, we said that the FMJs are really good. They're 40 pens, so they pen straight away. But the Subsonics are 36 pen, which is again, it's in the 50% pen range. Mm-hmm. So you might absorb one or two rounds, but it's 950 RPM. So you're really going to hit them hard and quick and fast. Yeah. And it's the same with the P90 that's 900. And that's the difference between, gosh, I can't even remember. Because the, the one is 37. So yeah, 190 is 37 pen. And the other one is 35, I think, yes, 193. I think you're right. Which is even even less meaningful, actually. It goes from 30% to 50%. And you hit them so hard. I remember last wipe, killing a dude in a gen 4 with the p90 anyway with the with 190 so it doesn't really matter and again with the mp7 i've killed people in class 5 armor with the mp7 with fmjs because it fires so quickly that yeah it just brute forces its way (laughs) through the armor regardless so class 4 hardly stands a chance you know which is pretty cool where i do think it makes a difference and this was kind of the whole point of the whole thing really was that 7 and 40 is super rare Anyone only has like 30, 50, 60, something like that. Nobody's using it. It's all going to sit in everybody's stash until the end of the while, unless they put in some barters or something. Uh, no one's ever going to use okay. this stuff. So here's a way to use like three at a time and not feel bad about yourself. And it might help. And the round's still really good. This is the thing. You're basically yeah, putting really a good. round that's like 55A1 into the top of your magazine and reducing the recoil. It's decent. It's decent. No one wants to use a full mag of it and die in one shot on their way in. Yeah, it's just gonna feel so bad. Whereas spicing it up a little bit, 
Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I think it's really, really good use for it. I do, 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 church. I do. I think it's great. I think it's great yeah. use for it. I think it's the perfect use. Next time I get someone to uh, have to do that, seems a lot better than stacking it in your uh, 60 rounder mag trying to find Gadil- <laughs> Killa and using it all in AI scabs instead. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the issue with having it in the top. Maybe you need a pistol to kill. Oh, but AI scabs are so hard. These this wipe. Oh, it's so difficult. What a what a yeah. what a tricky combo. What a tricky combo. Yeah, yeah. That's what I spent most of my time doing is looking in, into these kind of things. It's interesting stuff. So the next one, I think, on the the list of mechanics that we can potentially utilize to benefit ourselves is this whole sixty rand and ninety. Th- 93 durability where's threshold how many rounds can you shoot before you set the gun on fire and all this stuff that's kind of what i'm thinking about looking at next which will be interesting because the big mags are cheap and especially for the 762 but i mean the recoil's crazy but i actually had a decent success doing a half arnold schwarzenegger minigun style (laughs) weapon combined with infinite ammo dmr just by putting a big scope on it and a laser and you just have a million rounds to plink at people because you've got 75 in a big drum and you've got the time to set up because you're sniping with it. And if somebody finds you at point blank, well, you've got a laser on it and you just, you know, you just yeah. crank it up and just six barrels all spinning. The thing's glowing red, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's great. As long as you don't burn yourself down below 93. I'm still yet to get a failure to feed. And I think that's because of the durability of the weapons that I'm using. And I die too often to use a weapon four or five mm-hmm. times yeah. such yeah. that it ever goes below that durability, which was always the problem with the old system. It's quite funny. They've cranked the durability damage way right. up. And because most people just, unless you're Landmark or somebody like that, you just yeah. don't keep your guns. Half, half of the raids that you go into, you die. You know? So yeah, it's, uh, it's a funny one. I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's something to that. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of guns, I wanted to talk about the foul. The foul, dude. Foul. Yeah. I know. What gun is I, that? I have not even looked at the foul slash SA58. I've not even looked at that this wipe whatsoever. So you're going to have to enlighten me. I've not, I've genuinely parked it to one side, forgotten it exists. And I don't know. Maybe it's for another time. I'm not sure. What, what's, have you, what have you been looking at? Well, I mean, I usually take my time and look at all the meta builds and see what's changed and, you know, Mm -hmm. try to, like, figure out what's going to be good for this wipe based off changes they made. And, you know, the foul hasn't gotten any love that I could tell. (laughs) It's still, like, in in the ground, like, deep in the ground. It's so weird because, you know, the lowest recoil you can get to is, like, 77, I want to say. And that's with the RK2, which, God, the RK2 feels so bad to swipe. You're trading, you're trading like negative 14 ergo for like four, is it 4% recoil reduction? It is four, yes. I don't even think it's five anymore. And it's like. No, it's four now. You're right. You go, let's say you go from, I don't know, an RVG, which is like, what, seven ergo, plus seven ergo, plus two recoil. You're trading two recoil for like an effective difference of what is that? Twenty one points of Virgo. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's it's, it's like, dude. There's no way it's like ever worth it. Like I maybe on an AK, 
that you can put like all the meta parts because like the AK-103 and like the AKM I think can get pretty high ergo like up in the 80s I want to say or maybe an MDR but it's just like dude it, it's that that grip seems pretty dead but anyways back on topic SA-58 77 is like the lowest recoil and I'm talking maximum maximum recoil reduction and it has zero ergo <laughs> Like, I think you can get a few points of Virgo if you compromise a few parts, maybe, but that gun is so dead, and it's like, I'm really sad because I really like that gun. Like, back when it was overpowered, we'll say, it was really good, obviously, but just in general, I've always liked that gun. I just thought it was a really cool It's a cool weapon, gun. yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of sad that gun is just completely dead in the water. And what makes it even more dead is like you can't buy it from the vendor. I think you can only barter for it. You have to do a certain lighthouse quest to unlock it, to purchase it for dollars, I think. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you can do the barter from the quest and you can buy it with cash right now. But anyways, I'm going to try this one build out I have. It's the ultra low recoil parts. I'm not even slapping on, like... See, here's what I'm gonna do. Long barrel suppressor, the new... P, what is it? P, PWS? PRS? The new meta muzzle brake. The new one knights, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that takes on that one CAC suppressor. It's whatever. So meta suppressor. Um, we're gonna do the RK2. We're gonna do the meta handguard. We're gonna do the Mesa tube adapter with the magpool most recoil and slot it's all recoil stats i'm not even going to replace the dust cover it's going to stay at the stock one i'm not even going to replace the pistol grip it's going to stay at the stock one because it doesn't matter i'm putting a drum mag in it okay i'm going triple blue lasers <laughs> okay and i'm going to canted sight that's right i'm abusing the meta baby i'm going to skip that ergo just instant i'm going to test it and see how it turns out but interesting it, it's the shoulder <laughs> cannon m80s m80s on auto three lasers in the shoulder don't even bother adsing yeah there was uh, we were looking uh, on stream at the svd because the svd it's interesting mm. you mentioned zero ergo weapons the svd also got some well i say also not also it got some love in that you now are not stuck with the default stock however if you try to make it really good with the minimum recoil, then you need to use the PRS Gen 3 stock and then you end up diving yourself down into zero ergo yeah. anyway. And that's what chat was saying. Oh, nice gun, zero ergo. And I said, ah, but uh, what the thing you're forgetting here is the best part about zero ergo is that you can't get any lower. So now we may as well just use all the good stuff. We may as well just use the suppressor and everything because now it has, we're already at zero. So there's nowhere to go. You know, we're, we're capped. So we, now we get all the rest of it for free. So it's just negative recoil for, yeah. for, for free on the ergo. <laughs> the SVD never handled that well, even when you tried to make an ergo build, just simply because of the weight, I believe. So hmm. a high ergo SVD always felt kind of rubbish. Anyway, if you're trying to scope it for too long, mm -hmm. either crouch mm -hmm. or standing, you do kind of want to be lying down with it. Unless you make a really shoddy build with huge recoil on it that's very near stock, which is the one I used to use for Punisher 6 run around factory using it like a mp153 with with 
8p20 slugs that was the equivalent but yeah if you put on any of the decent stuff you end up tanking the ergonomics i've, I've not used it this way really in anger so it's gonna be interesting to see kind of how that performs because you can get it down to something approximately around 100 recoil i think it's slightly better than that yeah. 92 or so it's... which is pretty good yeah to... that's pretty good that round it's not bad yeah. and as chat saying m62 for a small amount of recoil reduction too you get minus five so maybe there's something there but i i have quite a soft spot for the svd just because Same. it fires massive rounds and mm-hmm. it's semi and it's the only weapon in the game that does that which is pretty cool there is a round um you need proper level four but it's a tracer round for the svd and it reduces mm-hmm. it's it's like I think it's just a tier below uh SNB. So it's like Oh yes. Because what am I talking about? I'm talking about M sixty two, it's not even for that gun. <laughs> yeah, you're good. It's moron. It's uh I think it's Tracer. Is like it it's BT this one. BT, yeah, that's the one. The seven six two fifty four R B T. Yeah, which is yes. minus four. That's the one. A little bit of recoil reduction there. Um mm. which yeah, I'm, I can't wait to I can't wait to get on that quest. I just have to also go shorelining and kill a couple more VMCs. But like you, I got really bored of that. Did you know that you also get five recoil reduction from T forty six M? Yes. I'd forgotten about that. The, I'd forgotten the about old that. basically cheapo. the same as yeah, basically the same as LPS. It's not a bad round, forty one pen. Isn't it crazy that that round has one more pen than FMJ for the MP7? That's kind of that's kind of nuts, now. Yeah, I really anyway. don't, I only <laughs> I only use that round for uh, loading my Mosins. That's what I was thinking every time I, hear, I think of that round. It's like, oh yeah, that's the that's the Mosin loader round. Yeah, same here. That's why I think about it too. Usually, I did want to ask you about inertia mm-hmm. and you mentioned pastilli's video from earlier i think i know what you're gonna say did you test anything with inertia yet that i mentioned to you a couple mm, podcasts ago no i haven't okay well, i thought you were gonna mention the fact that he said <laughs> I gotcha. what i said but <laughs> i was waiting to see whether you'd say the thing I he said what I said about the AD strafing. Yeah, Basically. I he I, said you let go of the button and then you press the button and you get a faster strafe than if you hold the button, which was my takeaway. I hadn't tried any of the forward backward stuff, any of that. I had a I had a very small play with it, very slightly. The problem with my key setup is that my free look is not really on a very good key, so I've never been a great one for running past doors, looking sideways because <laughs> I have it on alt for what yeah. it's worth because alt is what it used to be in PUBG, pub g right no uh it was either PUBG or maybe i moved it there because of daisy i think okay because yeah, 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 my, yeah. my my key config is kind of a, a frankenstein of all the games i've played along the way right. that just morph into one and so i collected a lot of keys during daisy and a lot of those morphed into PUBG, and then those ones morphed into tarkov and i just kept collecting them and trying to keep fitting them around and i do change yeah. stuff sometimes but it means because alt in tarkov doesn't really work very well the, the modifier keys don't work great for that stuff like that because if you hold alt and then move 
and then try and do something else, half the time you would then get stuck looking sideways and your dude's just kind yeah, of yeah. turning like this and you have to do a lean or something to try and snap it out of that. So it doesn't actually work that well. I know a lot of people have middle mouse button for that. Mm-hmm. I have middle mouse button for something else, which is irritating. And it's it's a scope-related switching thing, which is annoying. And it's one that I use all the time. And it just I would find that... You're right. Yeah, I, I just haven't I got around it. to fixing my muscle. No, I get it. it you know? yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Because, yeah, I've changed a few things. Like I moved change tactical device onto my mouse, but to the hardest button for me to get to because I don't do it all that often. But I needed to move it away from T because the number of times when I tried to put the laser on and I end up reloading the gun just before someone <laughs> comes around the corner, I, that, I had to move it. So I, so I did that. But yeah, I've not tried much more other than just using the strafing inertia counter thing i've not used any forwards or backwards shenanigans to try to do any peaking or anything like that i don't know whether you've had any success maybe you have i did it a little bit today against a scav um just kind of messing i haven't like done it against any players yet just i was just kind of messing around because i was Mm. hatchet running on reserve trying to do that uh mg quest and um I saw Bakeasy was doing the forward backward thing like a lot, a lot, which was really interesting. Um, this is a bit of a random topic, but I just watched one of his videos. It was like best clips of 2021. And man, dude, that guy plays like at a thousand miles for it per minute. Dude. Back when there was no inertia, holy crap, dude, it would just be like, you know, he was running and then the next frame he was instantly running in a different direction instantly already free looking and then and then he was after he was running and got to his destination he was like the next frame instantly did a 180 instantly looking down the other side of the hallway instantly run like it was so fast i was like dang dude this guy's a gamer but anyways yeah i saw that video from pestilli and i saw the inertia part and i Initially, I thought that we were talking about the same thing, but I was just a bit confused as how you were describing it. But from seeing his video, I realized that's what you were talking about. And I realized that I was mistaken and I have not gotten a chance to test that because it seems that was something that slipped past me. I didn't realize that there was a certain timing to it because I, I think what I was doing was. I wasn't giving it enough of a delay. I was just like instantly, as soon as I, as soon as I let go of the key, I would instantly press the other key. Cause that's yeah. typically how, you know, in Counter-Strike, it's just like, it's just like very responsive. In Tarkov, it doesn't work like that. I want to say like, I'm not trying to be too critical, but it seems like it's, there's a, it's like a bug. Is that fair to say? I would say that it is an unintended consequence of the system that they have implemented. Yes, I, you shouldn't be able to dance, dance, revolution slash guitar hero your way into cutting the nose <laughs> a little bit. That's not the way this is intended. I can almost imagine the two arrows. Duh, duh. You have to you know, press the one and then press yeah. the other to cut the screen. And if you do it just right, then oh, you do a little sidestep and it's faster than the person who just holds the button down it's like that's not how it was meant to be i'm sure it must be so it must be bugged in some small way because of the way it's done it might be 
but that's the thing is like how is it bugged like what's happening behind the scenes because it's like that's what that's that's my biggest criticism of inertia is it well, just my doesn't was seem that, that yeah i know <laughs> it just seems like they said when player a presses this key accelerate at these values and then it like you know it's let's say the value is like 20 or something that gets mm. multiplied by their strength, their strength skill, and that's the final number. Yeah. And then when player lets go of that key, decelerate at this value. You know, it just it just seems it it doesn't seem like a physics system. It just seems like a line, like a script, like a lines of command or something. Right. Yeah. It just it just seems very basic, and I think that's why some of these janky mechanics like i don't want to say janky but some of these unintended it consequences feels a bit janky. it does it does. yeah it's tough it's tough it because i me. i like the concept of inertia i i don't want it to sound like i like cringe bro inertia they killed the game <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't want it to sound like that yeah my theory as a I don't really have no idea what's going on with it, but my guess, if I was going to guess and make a guess as to what it is, I think that acceleration and deceleration have a different value, like you said, and I feel that holding one side and holding the other side applies the acceleration model because you start at from the, let's say you're moving left mm-hmm. and then you want to move right. Mm-hmm. From the right-hand side, if you mm-hmm. if you set right as positive, then your starting value is negative twenty going left, and then you have to accelerate from negative twenty to positive twenty this side. Whereas when you let go, you go from negative twenty to zero using the deceleration model, and then the acceleration model to go from zero to twenty. But you cut out the bit on the the minus twenty to zero. That would be my guess. Okay. Completely uneducated opinion on what I that might be, that. but that would be my theory if I was forced to give it, which I wasn't. Who asked, bro? Who asked? <laughs> Honestly, my least favorite thing on the internet. That's complete random aside, but that is genuinely my least favorite trend on the internet for a long time. It is the single most irritating thing that anybody can ever write because it is of utter pointlessness and of no use to anybody. Anyway, ran over. I hate who asked. It's so annoying. I love it. <laughs> There's a there's a YouTube video. I don't know if you've seen it, but someone it's like Okay, in this video we're gonna systematically explain who asks and then and then he goes through like all these like scientific ways. It's hilarious. I have to say who, who to did you. that? Who did that video? I can't I can't remember. Oh, but it's okay, funny. you have to find it. You'll have to find it. Yeah. Put it in the Discord or something. Put it in the Discord we'll as well. Oh man. So yeah, it feels okay for the most part, honestly. I don't mind inertia. I really don't. I think it needs to tighten up slightly. But yeah. as I said last time, I think it's 95% there. It feels... I, the game's completely playable for me. It doesn't bother me, really, particularly. I think it's okay. There's occasional moments where I think, as I've said before, the walking, when you're walking, it's a bit bit high, I think. Right, I right, don't know. right. Um, I, I, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. The game's better with it. I like it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Um, 
Anything else you wanted to go over before? I've tried not to run this to two hours because given we did it a bit later. Well, we'll be, we'll be better. About, about that. <laughs> about been about two hours, so we can. Uh... We've done an hour 30, I think, according to my thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. You got, I was a bit got? late. A bit late. I'm kind of done with my topics. I think like everything I wanted to cover, we pretty much covered about. Oh, the the only other thing that I wanted to say was on the the topic of flea market and hideout and crafting and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I actually only realised that. So the scan vest, the the ripstop barter is oh, the ripstop craft. Sorry, is really good. Um, that's just it's been making a lot of money because the scab vest thing. Still, a lot of people seem to not realize that scab vests can be bartered right. for the slickers. But it was only, and I've I've known this for a couple of wipes, but it was only this wipe that I realized that slickers can be bartered for one of the juices. I actually did not realize this. So there's actually a chain of three where sometimes you can get the juice, you can barter that for slickers, you can then barter that for the vest. You do that three times, then you take three of the vests, then you put them in the lavatory. You make them into a ripstop. I, I actually, right. there's something really pleasing about that. When even the slickers are too expensive, you're like, I'm going to buy some juice instead, and then do the do the chain of of barters, three or two separate barters to get the items, and then oh, do a craft and then sell. God. It's hilarious. I did not realize. Maybe it's new. I'm not sure, but it's it's One... the thing. It's, you don't save that much because enough people know about right. it. But... And the juices have got inherent value anyway, so people buy them to to use them. So they don't really go that much below seven thousand. But it's just a funny one. It's just I just there's something pleasing to my brain about doing a big chain of things and ending up with something completely different. I don't you know. Want, it's just you funny. Want, you want to get some real pleasure when you buy the oh, yeah. juice, drink it down to one, then you do the barter. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is it. This is it. This is it. That's that's excellent. Uh, As chat says, all the min max just for some fabric. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this game has come to. That's what this game has come to. Yeah, yeah that's that's glorious. I love that. But yeah, that's the only other thing that I had written down that I forgot about it. Oh, and actually, given so what's the other thing that I not talked about, which was the one benefit it seems of the servers overloading is that it appears to me like the flea market capture system has been turned off because I haven't seen it for ages. Oh, and I, I didn't think about I that. spam click the flea market a lot. And it's only when it's there that anybody notices. When it's gone, nobody goes, oh, wow, it's gone amazing. And I thought, yeah, let's bring that up so that everybody can just praise Nikita and say, thank you. The flea market capture thing is not there at the moment. <laughs> and it's a wonderful thing because I really hate clicking the teapots. I really do. Please click these three salewas so that you can continue buying your your slickers. <laughs> it's very annoying, and it's lovely that it's not there. So that's a reminder to everybody just to be thankful for the things that you don't always see. Yeah, I had I didn't realize that was a thing because now mm. that you mention it, I haven't gotten one in what feels like ages. Yeah, yeah. So they must have turned it off because it must have been extra work i suppose for the back end with a capital b yeah process i would imagine makes sense so they probably turned off all the extra gubbins well the queuing system was in place and everything was blowing up so whether they turn it back on again i hope not but they might turn it back on they probably will at some point 
I would it imagine. probably will. Maybe they think the two slots has helped with whatever the issue is, is the reason why they don't like it in the first place. It's so hard to bot now. What What's even the point of botting stuff? People buying things and selling it to traders? I mean, really? Is that really the biggest problem? I just don't really care. I'd rather not have that than let people take their free ARB profits if they want to write a script. I would like the craft in the right order. I don't know. They must be. But I would like the crafts to be in the right order to hell with the people scripting uh, the hideout. Yeah, I know, right. I would like it's just because that that bleeds over into a few other places like the preset system. Whenever you click down into the drop down, you get a set of stuff. And if you click it and click it again, it all reorders. It only does it once, but it's really annoying, especially yeah. when you're trying to make a weapons modding video for everybody out on YouTube. And then you click the thing. You go, oh, there's the thing. Right. Let me record my segment. Right, oh, and da, 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 da. Click the button. They're all in a different boop order. And I'm like, what? And I have to re-record the segment again. It's very, very annoying. Yep. Totally. Please keep them in the same order, Nikita. Totally. You know what, what they this... could do uh, with the hideout? Yeah. Let's compromise a bit. Just have them categorized. Not like... Okay, so there's like a drop-down. You got... Mm. Ammunition. Uh, I'm trying to think what's like a broader category of that. Maybe like... Wet firearms, and then like... I don't know, but it, you know what I mean? Like, like classify Tabs, them. Maybe. Or something, yes. Yeah. Just, and you can randomize them there, but at least when I go to workbench, I don't have to go like do a marathon with my middle finger scrolling, like freaking <laughs> fingering the heck out of my mouse just to find the freaking craft I want to do. Like, honestly, I probably spend like two minutes just trying to find the one craft I want to do sometimes. Cause it's, there's like, God, it feels like there's 40, 35 of them, man. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so annoying. I think that's a distinct downside nerf when you get Workbench 3 is that there's so many <laughs> yeah. more crafts. You think, God, even, do I really need Workbench 3? Oh, it would be great. Like even just having Workbench 1 crafts, Workbench 2 crafts, Workbench 3. Like, even God, that. that would be so much yeah. better. But if you could favorite them or something, I know they don't want people favoriting them and then just running them over and over in the hideout when they're not at the computer or something. But I mean, come on, you know, come on. Yeah. Is anybody crazy enough to leave the hideout open all day? Have you seen how much GPU that thing uses? Like, it's insane. Your computer works so hard in the hideout. It's absolutely incredible. Well. Because most of the time you're CPU bound and in the hideout because it's so simple because it is a real map. And it's so simple mm. that it used on my old computer. I used to hear the graphics card fire up, and I don't hear it anymore because this new one's water cooled. But I'd see it on the chart, and then I think, yeah, gosh, it's, this GPU's under some real strain in here. Yeah. I keep it open for as little time as possible, but I, I really wish that you could favorite a craft and then click on that because, the, and again, the, the worst part about it for me is not just the fact that there's a lot of stuff in there, it's when you click into the workbench. It doesn't all load. So you hold the scroll bar down and you're scrolling down and there's more stuff loading and loading and loading. Oh. And then when you collect the craft, when you collect a craft or something, it then jumps the scroll bar up and you have to, even if you want to do the same craft again, you have to, have to scroll back down to find the craft because it jumps to a different position. That happens for me anyway. So I've kind of got quite adept at in the pause delay, I know it's a lot better than when they broke it for a bit where it used to take 30 seconds to collect crafts. That, that was really, really annoying. But now that they fixed that, it's back to normal, which means there is still a small delay when you click and it thinks about it and then dumps the items into your stash. In that time period, I'm usually scrolling and thinking, hmm, 
how where can I how how close can I get to back to where I was before with the scroll wheel sitting there oh not quite I need to scroll up a little bit more just to try and get back to it because it always seems to go away from yeah I'm I'm weird but whatever gamifying the gamifying <laughs> the scroll bar in the hideout. Yeah. I take pleasure in very simple things, all right, Judge? I take pleasure in very simple things. This, uh, is, how, this is how you become happy in life. I've, I've understood. This is the way. This is the way of things. You, you take pleasure in simple stuff and you just try to just, you know, just do little tweaks and things that, that make you feel good inside. And, and it's all going to be all right. Respect it, man. Respect it. I have to uh, yeah. incorporate a little bit of that into my hideout mini games I play. Uh, yep. Found the black key card. Where? Giving tree. Oh, giving tree. Yeah. Nuts. I spawned. Um, where did I spawn? I think I spawned in like the water warehouse. Where there's mm-hmm. a jacket and some some stuff on the shelves you can loot. And I looted that building, went over to customs and or sorry, gas station, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll check out this area, see what's here. Look at the look at the giving tree, which is the tree behind old gas. There's like a med bag and like a little concrete circle center block thing, and and you just look at the the ground as a tree, and it can spawn anything in the game. And there was a black card, and I was like, "Oh, okay, got a black card now. I guess I just put it in my my." You know, it's kind of weird because it it didn't really affect me mentally as much. Like I just played the raid as I normally would, and maybe that's because I don't really know what it's like, what it's valued at. Yeah, because you can't really sell them for. I was pretty confident I was not going to be be able to sell it for rubles, right, on the flea market. Like don't know. Well, let's take a look real quick. I'll pull up Parkon Market. But most, from what I saw, it was barters. Yeah, I think that's u- the usual way. But black, maybe you can sell it for rubles. I don't remember. Because well, if it's I... barters, then you should be able to sell it for rubles too. It's probably just the fee is too high. It's probably the reason. Yeah, yeah, the fee is too high. Like. That's what they did like back in I'm looking at the chart here back in like sometime October. They made the fees for the keys higher where it became just not even worth selling them. And you can barter it for the, I don't know, the Merin key or something or a, yeah, an evasion I, armband or. Maybe I should look to barter for it. I just, I don't know. I've someone in the scav talk discord was talking about. They were doing some barters for something. Uh, they, I think they were trying to get green card or something, and they traded like a couple of GPUs and some other odd stuff. And I, I just like never really found that system to be good because you have to like scroll through each individual offer, see what's there. Do they last for twenty four hours? So like every night you have to relist the barter. Like I don't know. It's just it just doesn't feel very like I guess. From my understanding, I haven't experienced it myself, but it just kind of seemed like a poor experience. Yeah, I agree because it's listed in order of what the what the game thinks the items are worth. 
yeah from a trader perspective which right. is so bad and it's just wrong right and so you it's in a sort of random order you don't really know and it's just you have to put your mouse over the thing to see what it is and yeah Merin, okay twitch rivals armband okay gpus pack of 16 hmm, is that a scam i can't remember which way that works from the next one you, yeah you know what I mean? so yeah i don't even know how how the scam thing works like, I don't think I've ever done, I tell you that, I have done a barter off the flea market, but that was back in the day when I was a scrub. <laughs> I, I'm sure I got ripped off. So, um, yeah. Weird stuff. I had, I had chat go crazy because I spawned at the giving tree and I wanted to go to dorms and I just left. <laughs> and everyone was, everyone was going crazy. Genuinely, everyone's yeah. going crazy. You didn't even check the tree. I can't believe you didn't even check. No, I want to go to dorms, dude. It's like, I'm not looting. I'm just, I'm here for dorms. Everyone went mental. People were like, what am I even watching here? I was like, do you not, you guys know what I, what I play like well enough by now, surely. If you're upset by this, you clearly haven't spent <laughs> enough time here. <laughs> Giga's not a looter. He's a scooter. I don't really know why either. It's just no, it just happens that way. It just happens that way. Yeah. Not sure. Not not sure what the deal is. It's strange. It's strange. That uh, man gave you know, what if that was a red key card there? Game was giving you a red key card and you for just said screw you, red key card. Yeah, that's what everybody said when I did that killer video as well. And I finally killed him and I finally found him. And I was so scared because there were shots. I didn't loot his pockets. And again, everybody just went in the comments for that one as well. <laughs> that was a, That was a good one. But I, it didn't even matter because the quest mattered more to me than anything else. Yeah, that was yeah. the highest value thing. I didn't want to spend a second more at the crossroad section in the middle of interchange. With Killer dead on the floor after our altercation, I didn't want to spend one second more lying on that floor. It was an, honestly a miracle that I took anything else other than the helmet, if I'm honest with you. But <laughs> it was a few key button clicks, so that was fine. But I wasn't sitting there rummaging through pockets. No, yeah, no yeah. way. No way. Yeah, no, I get angry. I totally get that, dude. Just trying to get that. Usually in the past, I do that quest in like two parts. Like I'll kill Killer. But not get his helmet, or like I've already mm. gotten the helmet and had it sit in the stash, and then now I just gotta kill him, something like that. Right. But yeah, yeah. I'm on to that one next. I don't know when I'm gonna finish that. Oh, dude, I I took a break from trying to do it. It's just, it, what's happened is power creep, man. Classic, classic case of power creep. They've buffed him. <sighs> Dude, at least three times, man. They made them like so. You used to be able to stun lock them, right? You remember that? You could just like yep. spam them. Shoot them in the legs. Yeah, they got rid of that. They increased his HP like at least twice, dude. I want to say more. There was one time where they did nerf him, and I kind of hope they bring this back because they have it a similar thing on Tagilla currently, and that is. Killa used to spawn with, I want to say, no armor. Sometimes the ceramic class 4 armor. What is that one called? Is it the oh God. 6B? The 6B43. Yeah. That bad one. Uh, 
6B13, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the, one of those. Yeah, one of those. He used to spawn with one of those. Like, it was either he had no armor, he had a crappier class 4 armor, or he had killer armor. Do you remember that that small period? I do, and they, didn't they change it for... They had the PP19 as well sometimes. Yes. I, well, I, he still can. He can still he? has oh, that. I didn't realize. Yeah. Um... But they they reverted that change, which I kind of liked it. But I at the same time, I kind of see why they reverted it because it made him killing killer too easy, which meant that you know you could lose pockets for more lab key card chances. You could take his ammo from his guns. Like it's kind of weird having really good ammo. Like let me say it like this, right? You kill a raider, you go to loot the raider. He has I don't know, drum mags of M61s or something. But he has a pack of armor and a USEC hat. Like, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, he's basically just a walking loot pinata, right? Yeah. So if if you have Killa with no armor and a Golnix in this round, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. But anyways, so he's gotten so strong. And I think the reason why is they were trying to counteract him being so, quote unquote, easy to kill. Because M61, back in the day, used to be, like, everywhere. I mean, you, you could just yeah. you, you get M61, like, everywhere. And what, what cuts through Class 5 and Class 6, like butter? M61. But now, now that we have all these buffs made to Killa, and then we got this huge player nerf where you can't get good armor, and you can't get good ammo reliably, like M61, it's made him so freaking hard to kill, dude. I haven't tried Legman or Rip Vector. I've people have recommended me that. I'm just not a big fan of. Actually, I take that back. I did try it, but I couldn't actually find him. And I yeah. used it either way. I used it all on scavs. <laughs> it's just, dude. Oh, it's really frustrating, man. Like I just feel like I'm gonna grind that quest, and it's gonna drain the Tarkov soul out of me. I'm going to be a really miserable person that day. I'm going to be really like, uh, I need to make sure I'm not in anyone's Twitch chat because I'm going to say something really (laughs) mean to that streamer. But this is the problem. As you said, they've buffed him multiple times. The players have now taken a massive nerf across the board. And then, to top that off, with the changes in his spawns, now he can be anywhere, sat silently behind a box for the whole raid and just kill you in the car park or something and you might not see him for 30 rates, 40 rates, and you only get yeah. that one chance. It's it's really difficult. All of those things combined, and everybody has a quest to kill him. Nobody's <laughs> I can't imagine anyone now is gonna get the hundred killer kills thing. I think they've I'm made sure there's bit, some psycho out there. Maybe somebody, but just even just finding him is hard enough. Yeah. I looked at a map and it's under in the garage of Ali, in the garage of idea, in idea. And Ollie, his usual Kiba, Brutal, Adik, National Mantis spawns. Yeah. And then he can spawn up top, kind of like in the food court area. So it's it's kind of hard to get a really efficient path because you basically want to start at either Ollie or Idea, hit the underground, 
hit the main store itself and then traverse the center of the map and then hit that and then go to the second floor and then traverse to the other side of the map the other store any players yeah it's just it's kind of and it's like you it it just makes it really hard because some of the rotations is just weird it's like oh i'm underground you know i've already checked the store above me but if i go underground to the other store like ollie to check that underground i can avoid the dangers of the center of the mall which is kind of nice so, i don't know it just it just kind of makes the the rotations weird now that you gotta check all these other spawns but yeah, long story short, uh, what I was saying originally was Tagilla can spawn with the new rig. The ones that Ragman sells, I forget the name of them. Oh, is that the Strandhog? And yeah, I think so. One of those two. Maybe the MMAC. I think it's the Strandhog you can spawn with. It's got to be the one that has the three, three by one. Yeah, that's the Strandhog, yeah. Yeah, which I like because it makes... It's less of the meta you know the best in slot here circulating and it makes him easier to kill but you know it's it's like still a good armor like i kind of like that you know and i i kind of wish they maybe should bring back that feature or that mechanic to killa and have him also have a chance to spawn a floor armor because he is so too He's so freaking hard to kill, man. The AI's already, like, annoying as heck, dude, but, yeah. The AI is correct. The dude power slides and kills you with a golden rounds out of a drum mag. He has level <laughs> class 5 armor and class 4 and 6 on his head. He can be anywhere. He doesn't have any guards, so there's no other indication that he's there. Yeah. You have to play interchange, which is a very big point, <laughs> which is just, you know, yeah. you have to go to that. You have to actually willfully load of character up with things that you care about <laughs> and, and press ready on the interchange map which by itself alone is a is a proper problem factor random point for you did you know the strand hogs actually worse than the mmac when it, when it comes to durability quite, you know, i always found that quite interesting did they worse yeah i i think i do know that from your video which everyone should check yes. out your your class farmer guide now, did they yes. change the placement? Because it used to, the better one used to be at Ragman Two, but then they revert it. Is that what happened? I don't think so. I think it's all the same. I don't think oh, there's anything it? different okay. about it. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to buy the MMAC or continue to buy the MMAC, which I still could before. I'm pretty sure it's still Ragman Two. I don't think it makes yeah, it's a barter, so I don't think it makes any. Any difference? I think it's the same as it was. Just having a quick look on the wiki, but I'm pretty sure the Strandhog because they're both they're both barters. Strandhog's mm. Ragman three, yeah. But they changed it. So originally, I think maybe the wiki just was wrong because I made an edit in that video, but I'd already recorded it, so I just put it on screen. But they, okay, wiki stated it as five sewing kits, which was. It was just off the charts crazy. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. But then when I actually got to it, because I didn't have Ragman 3, so I couldn't really check. I didn't. I see. I didn't want to go and ask anybody, but it was one certain, one certain kit and two Kuduras, really. So I think maybe the wiki was just wrong. I can't imagine. Well, maybe they did five. 
at the beginning and realised, oh, this is silly. I'm not sure and changed it straight away. I don't know. I think it's probably more likely that the wiki was just incorrect. I don't, I don't know. But no, yes, yeah, interesting one. There's quite a few rigs in that in that category that are all kind of similar-ish when you look at the mm. overall. You know, the Thor. Oh yeah, actually, the Thor is slightly worse. Sorry, so Thor is seventy. Six B three TM is seventy-three. Strandhog is seventy-five. This is effective durability. And MMAC as a jump is like 89, which is good, but it's chest, it's uh, thorax only. And then, yeah, the M, and M1 is 93, and the M2 is 109. It's pretty good. And the Wartech, TV110, is 121. So the M2 is really not that far off the Wartech. It's, it's yeah, good, it's that's kind of crazy. Rig. It's good rig. It's good rig. Even the AVS is 140. So M2 yeah. being 110, or 109, 110. Not that far off. Not that far off. Good armor, that one. Good armor. Um, There's one last thing as just sort of a, you know, free-flowing thing. Uh, (laughs) Dude, setup on customs is just, like, bully central. I'm sorry, dude. It's so... I was trying the bgm because i had jaeger 3 at the time i think i still have mm-hmm. jaeger 3 and i had a couple saved up from either playing like killing players that had it that were running it right. on the shotgun quest themselves or finding it and it was doing okay i did get in one fight actually a couple of fights where i just felt like i was like really just laying into this guy and he was not dying and then i was the one dying but Later on, after watching a bunch of landmark videos, I'm like, okay, let's give these slush sets a try. I just had to wait for the Jaeger reset to hit because that was it's basically like <laughs> landmark runs like Airwing calls it the landmark effect. He he posts a video, he does a stream of a certain gun and a certain ammo, and it's just sold out. Which, by the way, SS 193 you can buy unlimited of, whereas 190. Uh-huh you are limited to like 200 or something so yeah a little interesting back there but yeah so flechettes customs and because i don't i i'm gamifying like i'm i don't i feel really bad doing it but it's just like man it's just like i want to be efficient in my time like i don't just want to rush storms you know because why am I going to fight? I have to kill people with this, with this less than ideal gun. You know? I don't want to fight sweaty juice lords with BP. Ex- yes. So let me just sit at construction and just wait for gunshots near CC or rough roadblock and go kill the level three bear with a pistol only. Like, dude, I feel so bad, but it's like, oh man. I don't know, dude. I kind of like. I kind of like it because it it is kind of not like you're using less than ideal gear, but at the same time, they've changed that quest because before you could wear ear or you could not wear ears with the Yushanka hat because you gotta wear a scav vest and you gotta wear Yushanka hat. And now I like. I like. Trust me, I love my ears, but I kind of feel like. You know, because I have class five armor too. It's just like, dude, they have to, they have to get me in the head. They have to, or have leg meta like a shotgun or something. But I, don't know, it's just, it feels really bad, man. Like I don't like 
And for that reason, I really don't like customs that much because it's just it's like a mixed bag. You get you get geared players like, you know, PVPers, and then you get just guys just brand new to the game, man. They're like so like, dude, this one guy, he came into crack house where I was looting. Yeah. And I'm like, so as soon as you come into crack house from rough roadblock side, there's like a little office area, like a little check-in yeah and it has like a jacket and some ammo spawns in there i'm in the room past that to the right where there's a where there's also a jacket a table some food and like a duffel bag on a chair so he walks in and like i can already tell this guy's kind of clueless because he just starts looting immediately and like i wasn't like extremely quiet but i'm like moving up to him moving up to him and i'm just sitting there waiting like he if Finally, he realizes that there's someone else here. So I'm just sitting there waiting for him to peek. And he's like, he's trapped. Like, he's so he's so screwed right now. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I shoot at the wall, right, like, next to the, next to him, just to, like, see what yeah. he does. So he just kind of, like, walks out, and I just <laughs> blast him in the head. And it's just like, dude, I feel so bad. It's just like, oh, man. So I think that they made mark room key rare this wipe to sort of de-incentivize customs farming a bit i'm yeah interesting I, uh, maybe maybe it, mm. it, it's hard to say right because you could say the same thing about like the library the green batteries being like more rare adding these like military tubes military core to get hose for like the uh air filter unit right yeah, I can kind of see like they want to slow down progression. Maybe they want to get some people on some other maps like Lighthouse instead of Customs. So I don't know. But yeah, it's, I just feel really bad doing that, dude. It's like, but I got I to gotta progress. I got to get that EXP. You know what I'm saying, Timmy? <laughs> come on, Timmy. Come here. How, how have you found the Flechette performance? Because I've always found it really mixed whenever I've used it. I think there's a lot of things going on. So one, the the recoil changes make Magnum Buck and AP20 really difficult to use. Okay. The fact that meta, you know, class five and class six armor aren't easily accessible. Class five is like semi accessible, but you have to be high level, right? So you run it into a lot of level four armors and the thing with flechettes is it doesn't have if i recall correctly i could pull it up but it doesn't have super great pin but the armor damage is really high yeah it's 31 the pen yeah which that's that's pretty good you can, pretty you good. can go you can go straight through um what is it class three yeah Straight through class three, and that's just, that's just that's one pen under PS, so it's a twenty percent pen, I think, against mm-hmm. class four, which is not amazing, but it's not bad. Right, right. But yeah, it does great armor damage, so it all with that pen value it will shred arm, which is what people always say. But I find that people just don't die when I use it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the I think what it comes down to, from what I've noticed, just watching landmark use it and from my own experience it actually feels a lot better to hip fire it versus adsing because you get a lot of the 
camera. I guess it's the camera, um, not camera shake, but we'll, we'll, recoil, we'll, like. camera recoil. Yeah, I think mm. you get a lot of that, or maybe it's just the recoil of your actual sight moving, like the actual gun moving. But when you're hip firing, because it is a shotgun and it doesn't have a huge recoil penalty, like the it actually has none. It has it has no recoil penalty, like the actual ammo itself. Yeah. Whereas like AP slug has a 50. 50. Hefty. <laughs> yeah, hefty. So I I think it just sort of you kill them by sheer volume, essentially. Like before, if they had class five, they'd be really chunky. But since the average is running it, you know, class four, I think it. I think it's yeah. actually really viable. Like really viable, actually. Feels really good. Yeah, that quest is the welcome to Tarkov quest, isn't it? It's like right, go back to the <laughs> beginner map and just slap people with shotguns. Yeah, people who are new, that's the way. Just go back and yeah. give them a good slap. Make sure, ensure you're the enforcer to ensure <laughs> people get Tarkov and have a bad time. Uh, it sucks, dude. Yeah, I tried to message one guy too. Man, I felt bad, dude. I felt bad, but I don't think he was. Everyone's got to learn some way. Yeah, everyone's got to learn some way. Yeah, I'm not onto that yet. I'm actually not sure which quest I'm locked behind. I think it's maybe bullshit or something that I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Which is always a bit of a tricky one solo, but it's fine. Yep, it's doable. It's annoying, but it's doable. All of that to look forward to. Cool. Anything else? Cool. cool. No, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm glad that we managed to do this tonight. Yeah, I wanted to do it today still, um, even though I think I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think for your schedule it was still a bit later, and for me now it's actually like super late. But it's yeah. still better. It was better for me to make this happen today, so I'm, I'm pleased. Well, good. But yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. I think that's all good for this week and then we'll just see kind of what next week brings and if i can get some more stuff done or whatever i'd like to get to max traders much earlier this wipe than last wipe so i'm okay hoping to push it a lot more because i kind of got to about level 35 last wipe and then just got really lazy and just, just drifted for ages around level mm. 35 6 7 8 a few weeks later like it just it took me it just took me forever to go up the levels so I, I would like to focus on it and actually do that this time. Hopefully we'll get there a bit faster with daily quests as well. So I don't know. We'll see. But it's 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 good trying to pick the good quests. Like, yeah, some of the slow ones, when the progression starts to slow down, that's when it's gets yeah, a bit harder yeah. to... Okay, you got to go back and push through and do this one or that one. The ones, the ones I really don't like, I think it's just the the dopamine problem where mm-hmm. lend lease and those ones where you can't complete the quest until you've gone to two different maps. You have to go to three different rooms on so many different maps. And mm-hmm. there's like chumming on part way through, but you got to do the three chains here, the three chains there, the three chains here, the five kills on interchange. It's like, oh God, all of that. And you just complete one quest. Couldn't they have been separate quests and I'd sort of feel a bit better about it. But them all being one quest, it just takes a long time. I never look forward to those ones, the expensive keys for the rooms and, you have to go into a resort and just do I want to go kitted or not? I can run into like teams of two or three people. So yeah, we'll we'll see. It's funny. It's it's interesting. I've not been having that many amazing fights, honestly. I really haven't. It's been a lot of doing quests or just getting bashed on by 
duos and trios. I've not had any really crazy good fights. Like I've had a couple, but not in the usual ratio. It feels I don't know. Maybe people mm-hmm. are still in tasking, money making, hideout, whatever mode. I guess it's early. It's still early. Got to yeah. give it time. Got to give it time to settle to mature. I've got a few like nasty headshots on other people with no fight whatsoever, where they've just been clipped out of nowhere because I've seen them and they didn't see me. Mm-hmm. Which again, it's fine. I mean, I'd rather it be that way. I'd rather be the one delivering <laughs> yeah. the round into the other guy's head. For sure. But at the same time, it's not that fun necessarily. You just one tap somebody and then move on with your life. Mm-hmm. It's all right. But yeah. <laughs> a couple of exciting airdrop kind of things. But like, oh yeah, it's not I don't know, it's it's weird. It feels feels a bit strange. It feels a bit strange. It does feel like the pacing of the game has changed quite a lot and people are much less inclined to do PvP this wipe. And I think it's partly because, yeah, there's a lot less people that have even at a higher level they're a lot less geared than they feel like they want to be playing PvP four. I think you can't now just like right now we both be using level five or class five armor every raid and would feel a lot more comfortable yeah. playing PvP with the rounds we're used to, with the guns that we like having, with the, the ammo and with the armor. I think we're still getting used to it, and I still feel I do feel a bit vulnerable walking around in class four, honestly. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I think it's changed the psychology a bit of whether, how much people are actually wanting to take PvP. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm. I can't. I want to get max, max traders level forty two, and I like to get max strength. And I like. I like to get Kappa, but I was watching Airwings VOD where he was doing Tarkov Shooter Part Eight, and historically he's gotten it done his first raid every time this was not the case this time around <laughs> and seeing the pain and struggling he got it eventually but just yeah that, that i've had i've tried that quest in the past before and i just get too, too frustrated but um it's hard I, on you woods yeah i don't know i I was just amazed at the amount of players he was running. Sometimes I, I, I guess he's got a certain strategy. So um, I'll have to take some notes. But yeah, I like I like to try to try to go for Cap as well this fight. But we'll we'll see what happens with my motivation and whatnot. It, it seems like the the drops have gotten nerfed a bit. Like they they were really quote unquote good drops at the start, and then after that sort of like hype period, they sort of like lowered them down that's like the rumor or like the the what people are saying i don't know because it is which drops do you mean sorry the airdrops yes yeah okay um because yeah it's like it's one of those weird things where the higher level you are the airdrops start becoming less and less valuable yeah you know and i kind of don't like that you know it would like it's it's so weird because it's like i could go like if you could let's just say you the armor wasn't banned, right? And you could sell it on a flea market. Like it could be a money making opportunity, but instead it's just it's just a resource or a chance to get something that you normally couldn't have access to. Like you're fighting over something. I don't know, like if for like the high level player it's it's less worth because you can all you Yeah, you can get all that stuff another way. Most of it, yeah, most of it, you know. So it's yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a weird thing. So I don't know. It's I guess it's cool in that aspect, but 
for like low level players. Uh, but now you know, I don't know. It just it's weird. It's weird is all. So yeah, see how it pans out. Yep, let's see how it pans out. Okay, guys, Ooh. we're gonna all wrap right. it up there. Thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, the uh, support and comments and general stuff I've been seeing from the community is great. Um, yeah, it's been great, guys. So, best thing you can do if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, the best thing you can do is share it with a friend. Send it to someone who you think would enjoy it. And let them know. And I know you're thinking to yourself, church. Who asked? <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely right, though. You're definitely right. The biggest, the biggest thing about the about the cast is is marketing and yeah. people even knowing it, it exists in the first place. That's genuinely the hardest part about most things, actually. But this in particular, because podcasts don't really get pushed on youtube particularly because of just the style of content and i guess they get pushed across the podcast platforms if someone is looking for it then that's fine but it's not quite the same as a 10 minute video appearing it doesn't have the same kind of i don't know it's just a different a different style yeah, so you, it's, it's something that you get into rather than just watch some watch one video once and then and then leave it and then yeah maybe you get into that particular creator but podcasting is yeah it's it's, it's a bit different so yeah, definitely, definitely share if you enjoy. I, mean, I know that we both enjoy it, so we appreciate those of you that do and, and listening and check in. It's um, it's always great to hear from you guys as well. On that note, I guess we'll see you next time. See you, everyone. Bye bye.